This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine, and 5-HTP. CBD Sleep aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD plus melatonin, as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm so you can get the rest you need and wake up alert and focused. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. That makes it pretty easy for you to send us your question. Also, if you want to record a question, you can call 877-726-8255. Jot that number down because it's for our weekly radio program. That is heard live on Saturdays from noon to 2 p.m. You can call during the show or you can call anytime you like and record a question. So, um, Layla, yeah. you know, pitch me that uh, high-hanging curveball. Oh, yeah. This comes from David. I'm a 78-year-old healthy active male, and I'm only on Valsartan for mild hypertension. Well, my internist advised me to get off all supplements except turmeric. He said there is no research that confirms they're helpful. You know what David was taking? He was taking vitamin D. Mm-hmm. He was taking nicotinamide riboside, resveratrol, uh, garlic, flaxseed oil. Oh my! Do you agree with my internist, Dr. Hoffman? Well, huh. I think it is a rhetorical question because this guy knows that I am going to take issue with that. And in fact, we mm-hmm. did an entire podcast on this recently with an eminent authority on nutrition, who is Dr. Alan Gaby, who's probably yes. written the most authoritative tome on the subject of nutrition. And I, yes. j- I joke with Alan. I, I say, uh, there we, it is. we have it here in our office. Yep. And I joke with him. I say, this, this, this textbook will make you healthy. It'll make you strong. It'll increase your resilience. And not just from carrying it around. Yeah, just from carrying it around. Just from carrying it around. <laughs> because it is so... It's heavy. <laughs> it is so big. It has got 17,000 plus references yeah. to peer-reviewed studies that are in the medical literature mm-hmm. about the efficacy of supplements. Mm-hmm. So I just cringe when my doctor colleagues say there's no evidence that supplements work. Now, there has been a lot of propaganda in the media yes. uh, that uh, you know says to the in effect that supplements don't work and are a waste of money. And we, you know, if you want to dial back and get that podcast, it is available. It's available in perpetuity. It's just, yeah. We just did it last week. And so uh, it's posted, I think, this week, and you can listen to our discussion. Yeah. Uh, you know, and by the way, Dr. Gaby takes a very measured tone about supplementation. He's very much into the research, mm-hmm. and uh, he's skeptical about certain aspects of nutritional supplementation. Sure. He's not a big fan of you know mega dosing vitamin D, for example. Uh, he pushes back on high dose uh, iodine supplementation, mm-hmm. as some people advocate. Um, but um, he's a critical he, thinker. He's a critical thinker, yeah. and and he is he's a really honest guy. He's not anybody's payroll. 
And uh, mm-hmm. he, he's just as, uh, you know, his whole professional career has been about uh, studying and utilizing in practice nutritional supplements. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's an absurd statement. Why curcumin somehow or turmeric is somehow exempt from this ban, I'm not sure. Because He must have read a study about it, but not read all the other studies on right. things like vitamin D yep. and garlic and resveratrol. You know, doc- and Doctors don't have a lot of time yeah. because they spend their time unfortunately, uh, you know, trying to see, you know, innumerable patients because they're yeah. forced to see a lot of patients because of the re- poor reimbursement. And uh, they uh, have little personal time and they spend a lot of time, you know, dealing with uh, billing and dealing with reports mm-hmm. and accounting for their uh, activities. And so there's not a lot of personal time and, and a lot of lay people have more time to learn about this and study it. Yeah. They don't have the medical background, but they do have, uh, you know, critical thinking skills. Sure. And they can look at the actual studies mm-hmm. and listen to programs like this and, you know, hear the information. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, that, and doctors are uh, really brainwashed into a pharmaceutical model from early on. It, yeah, it's and true. And so if it's not FDA uh, approved, if it's not uh, advertised by drug reps, uh, then it kind of falls in the category of it's there's no studies. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that that is far, 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 far apart from the truth. Yeah, yeah, true. David has another question. Sure. Uh, what can cause capillary Fragility. My arms bruise easily. Well, Is it it, anything I'm taking. There's an, there's an effect of aging, and yeah. you know, it, I don't know if you saw the last picture of the queen, but the queen, uh, actually, two days before she died, she did. I mean, I actually saw a play once, which was about her meeting and greeting every new prime minister, and it goes, you know, through, you know, the very first one, you know, Winston Churchill, yeah. you know, and then on and on and on through all the, you know, Macmillan and all these, you mm-hmm. know, and historically, she she greeted like like you know, maybe 20 different uh, new prime ministers. Yeah. That's her job. It's like to have this little meeting. And it's not, it's, it's just a formality. You know, yeah. it's like they have a pleasant exchange. And she really pushed herself to get up, stand there for a photo op, and to shake the hand of the new, or whatever, I don't know, wow. shake hands with the queen. The the new prime minister, Liz Truss. Right, who's Truss. a woman. Yeah. Who's Liz Truss. Yeah. But in that picture, if you look at the picture carefully, you mm-hmm. see her hands because she's completely closed. But her hands, of course, are not, uh, in this case, weren't gloved. Yeah. And her hands are all purple. Hmm. And so the suggestion was that, A, she was either on a blood thinner. Yeah. Uh, or that this is a sign of, of advanced age. And capillary fragility is a feature yeah. of aging. And skin thinning. Yeah. And poor skin healing and regeneration yeah. is a feature of aging. So generally, we'll see a lot more bruising, especially people take aspirin or blood thinner. Yeah. Uh, fish oil can do it to some extent. Right. But it also is also a factor of very low DHA and testosterone. Androgens tend to make mm. you thick skin. You know, they say men are very thick skinned. Right. Well, they really are. If by, by you measure the millimeters of skin depth yeah. that men have versus women, women are more prone to skin thinning. But yes. men become more like women as they go into their 80s and 90s. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, there is that fragility thing. What can you do? You know, you can take things. The Vitamin bi- C, rutin. Bioflavonoids, bioflavonoids reduce capillary permeability, yeah. which is they reduce, the, they, they used to be called vitamin P because it had to do with permeability. And yeah. they reduce the leakage 
of uh, from the capillaries into the extracellular space. Mm -hmm. uh, which so for bruising, uh, bioflavonoids tend to be recommended. So yeah. rutin, uh, hesperidin, yes. those types of things. Uh, uh, Roxarutin, diosmin. Yeah. Uh, there are vein formulas that yeah. are designed to help reduce the appearance of superficial veins. Well, that has a little mm -hmm. bit to do with capillary permeability. So, yeah, uh, yeah. maybe some of those strategies might help. Okay. But there is a little bit of inevitability to it. Right, 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 with, with age. Well, okay. Uh, thank you, David, for that. Shall we pause and allow uh, yes. our sponsors this opportunity? So let's... Uh, Let's have at it. Listen up, please. You've heard me talk about my preferred fish oil brand, Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. Well, I'm happy to report that they also offer a great line of premium quality, clinically relevant, professional-grade products which help support optimal immune function, including quercetin, NAC, Viracon, and Aller-C. Quercetin supports healthy sinus and respiratory function. NAC delivers antioxidant support. Viracon is a unique herbal formula for comprehensive immune system support. And Aller-C provides respiratory histamine and sinus support. I'm so impressed with these products that I took them with me on my recent trip to Iceland. For more information and to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. Vital Nutrients products are formulated by healthcare professionals utilizing peer-reviewed research, bioavailable and bioactive ingredients in therapeutic doses. I take them and use them in my practice. Just go to vitalnutrients.co and check them out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. And now back to our questions. What's next, Layla? This one is titled Prune Blues, this email <laughs> from Bonnie. I'm trying to figure the pluses and minuses of consuming five prunes a day. That's the typical serving size if you look at a can of prunes. So this is it's about right. My daughter suggested for, for this, what purpose? Uh, it's just a serving of but prunes. Why would you? Eat prunes? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. My daughter suggested this to me and my husband, as she said it was the magic bullet to keep her regular. There you go. We were convinced, and uh, we were convinced, and have been following this protocol for months. And I'm about to be evaluated for SIBO small intestinal bacterial overgrowth since I've had a lot of gas and bloating lately and it looks like prunes are not a good idea. Well, what do you think? You're, you actually administer the low FODMAP diet yeah, in SIBO. All right. Prunes are not necessarily on the list. My FODMAP list is way shorter. Right. But if you're overdoing prunes, it can cause you to be a little bloaty, gassy, and bring on a bowel movement that way by drawing crampy. more water. Crampy. A crampy kind of feeling. Exactly. Yeah. So... Uh, now, this is interesting. Dr. Hoffman, get a load of this. Bonnie says, but I also read that they're high in acrylamide, a carcinogen. What? And they could potentially irritate the bladder, and they're loaded with iron. Wait, wait. I don't know where you read this, Bonnie. Acrylamide? But yeah, acrylamide. No. No. There's, there's no I mean, acrylamide. unless it's some kind of prepared synthetic prune thing. Right, right. Your, your prune should have nothing but prunes in them. Nothing but what else. About the iron? They, yeah. they have some iron. They have a little iron, but nothing significant. So nothing significant. Yeah. You know, fruit and vegetable sources of iron are poorly absorbed anyway. Exactly, because of the phytic acid, the right. phytates. So Papa ate his spinach. Yeah. But it turns out that um, there's stuff in spinach that may increase your strength and stamina, like nitric oxide. Sure. But it's not the iron, because the iron is it's not, not bioavailable. Iron. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's hard to over. If, if you're a vegetarian. It's kind of hard to overload iron consumption. That's true. Yeah. 
You know, even if you put a little lemon juice on your spinach, it may enhance the absorption a little all bit. Right, right. But really, you're not getting more than about 25-30% of the iron that's, that's the in it. That's the Greek way of making spinach, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Well, Greek or any Turkish, other way. Right. Turkish, any other. Put some pine delicious on top with, or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe there's spinach, even a rationale for that Spinach and meatball soup. It enhances the absorption. Yeah. Could be. Okay. Could be. And lemon juice tastes wonderful on spinach. Oh. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. So, on cooked spinach, also in a spinach salad. Oh, wow. With mushrooms. Good concept. That would be nice. So, Bonnie, don't be afraid of the prunes. It could be that you're overdoing. Maybe five is too much to keep you <laughs> right. regular. Yeah, it's like when I tell everybody about magnesium citrate for bowel regularity, I tell them everybody finds their happy dose of magnesium citrate. Right. It's a little bit different for everybody. Right. Bonnie, you may be the same with prunes. So, maybe you only need two or three prunes or... You know, every other day, maybe you don't need all five prunes. That could be a lot. Depending on the amount of fiber you had the rest of the day as well, what you ate the rest of the that kid, day. The kids in our family love prunes, but we're always, we're always careful to limit. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's actually, they don't eat a lot of candy, so it's like for them, it's like right. natural candy, and it's like, go easy on the prunes because we don't want an accident. Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Figs can cause the same problem. Yeah. A little heads up. So those are the things. Dates. Kiwis. Well, kiwis, because they contain the enzyme that's in Flowey. Right. It's a prebiotic that helps with bowel regularity. Flowey is a product. It's actually, yeah. it's been hard to source because New Zealand's been kind of off the grid yeah. lately because of COVID. Uh, there have been some issues with getting this product called Flowey, P-H-L-O-E, which yeah. is an extract of kiwi that really... Uh, it just really helps a lot of people with it serious does. constipation. So if yeah. you can get a hold of it, um, find a proper source mm-hmm. uh, for P H L O E. Yeah. That, that we call it flowy. I don't know. It's yeah. Uh, also, dates are helpful, but they're loaded with sugar. Dates yeah. have more sugar than table sugar. Oh my! So you have to use it very, very sparingly. Yeah. So when I see a lot of these bars, oh, but they don't use sugar; they use dates. Well, <laughs> yeah. it could still be a problem if you yeah, have those a blood bars sugar. Have a, they have date, quote, date sugar. They have date sugar in and it. And then it's a chewy bar, and it feels like you're biting into like a, like a, date. a rectangular date. Right, right. It's a lot of sugar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So be careful with those as well. Yeah. Anyway, Bonnie, don't be afraid of your, your prunes. What did okay. you say? Your prunes. You almost said, I almost said. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So we have, oh, we've got an email here from Fran. Can you please discuss which fruit, which foods and sufficient amounts provide the effects uh, th- that are helpful in the prevention of breast cancer? Apparently there's a study that she links to here, which was published in Oncology that says diet high in omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids are linked to lower breast cancer risk risk, but in obese and overweight women, but not in women of normal weight, Okay, a reduced so, risk of breast cancer was significantly associated. So oh, so what they're saying is that there's a reverse effect? It's like the more omega-3 you take, it increases the risk of breast no, cancer? No, no. It's only helpful in obese women. Okay, so... They didn't see the, that okay. same association okay, so, so in no normal problem. weight women. So, no, so either it won't do anything... Yeah. And, or it will be helpful. Exactly. And it will be helpful in a multiplicity of other ways. Right. Fran, if you're overweight, mm-hmm. lose the weight. Yeah. That's more helpful than 
taking more fish oil right, right. if you're looking for breast cancer prevention. Right, right. Because blood sugar, and insulin's associated with cancer, is intimately associated yes, with exactly. cancer. So therefore, you know, the idea of gut eating lots and lots of starchy foods to the exclusion of animal fat, yeah. you know, that's maybe not such a good idea. They actually, in a lot of studies on, on uh, breast cancer, they tried to link breast cancer to meat consumption. Yes. And I think they found an association with processed meat, but they could not find it with unprocessed meat. Yeah. Uh, which and it, they didn't even look at organic or grass-fed meat. They just right. looked at unprocessed meat. In other words, processed meat being like you know uh, the salami and, and bacon, hot dogs, hot dogs, which is the way that most people eat unprocessed exactly. meat. Exactly. Yeah. Which is God knows what's in there. Uh, so what they did find was there was an absolute correlation with the amount of carbs. Yeah. And it was even associated. It was an Italian study. They found that the more pasta you ate, the more likely you were to have uh, breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Now this does not mean that you know eating pasta causes breast cancer, but no. statistically, that's you know you want to uh, eating that the impact of all that starch on your metabolism is what the problem yeah. is. Yeah. You know if you're going to eat. If you're going to come back from your 11-mile run and eat a small bowl of pasta, chances are you're fine. Right. But if you're going to have several cans of Chef I, Boyardee... I can't, I can't do that. And not... I cannot... With pasta, pasta is one of those trigger foods for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I go three bowls minimum, three yeah. servings. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it, so yeah. I have it sometimes. Right, but right. But the other day I had... Um, uh, it's a brand of... Um, uh, is it made from it's chickpea? Chickpea pasta, what, which what? has an, enough carbohydrates in it, but it's, it's a chickpea pasta. It's carby, but yeah. it's a little, the glycemic index a little better. Lower. Yeah. yeah. And with like fiber. drenched with tomato sauce. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, if you want to reduce the glycemic index, you put some meatballs in there or something right, like that. Right, right. But I just felt like it, you know. Sure, sure, sure. And, you know, because I have to meet people where they are. If people are insisting on eating their pasta yeah. and they have a metabolic ab abnormality like blood sugar, insulin, hyperinsulinemia, at least have it to the tooth, al dente. Okay. The more al dente you can eat it, yeah. the better. Interesting. Okay. The better. So that could be something if you're going to have it like, if you're going to eat so, it so that, and that I can't sway you, the, the glycemic uh, index of it. Bioavailability. Exactly. The, the absorption, starch. the digestion right. of the absorption okay. of the starch okay. by having it al dente. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And by the way, on fish oil, there's a uh, new study which was done, I think, if I correctly recall, I think it was done in Portugal. Mm -hmm. uh, fish oil, on the, uh, its effect on telomeres. Oh. And they looked at people, very, you know, overweight people, normal people, uh, mm -hmm. people with uh, advanced renal disease who are really high risk for cardiovascular disease. And uh, they found that uh, telomere length was preserved or increased when people uh, consumed fish oil. Wow. So that telomeres are roughly an aging marker. They're not a yes. fail-safe aging marker. They're those little plastic caps on the end of your shoelaces if you want a visual of what the, what telomeres, there's a, telomeres there's are. There's a crossword puzzle word for... I forgot the, what they're called. called. Eglets. Eglets. That's e -G -L -E -T. what E-G-L-E-T. Okay, eglets. Yeah, the eglets on the end of your shoelaces. It's the caps on the end of your shoelaces. Yes. And yes. they prevent your shoelaces from unraveling. Mm -hmm. Which is a nuisance, right? When the cat, when they those yes, when they fray, and they fray, and then it, and then you can't get them through your you can't right. you can't thread your shoelaces into your similarly when your sneakers when your telomeres, or boots uh, fray and uh, shorten yeah uh, it's game over yeah <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh 
So, Fran, thank you for that thoughtful question. Oh, here's one from Caroline. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I especially enjoyed a recent segment you did on the pros and cons of gadolinium. 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 Thank you. It's, it's, I am it's not like gadolinium. It's like James Gadolinium. Gandolinium. Gadolinium. Gadolinium. <laughs> I am due for my annual breast screening. As a stage one breast cancer survivor, survivor of 12 years, I hesitate to get the recommended mammograms because well, of the radiation. Gadolinium you don't use for breast cancer screening. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're getting to used... that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're getting to that. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to do the mammogram. So her doctor said you can have an MRI, but then you got to do the contrast. Okay, right. MRIs so, require gadolinium right. for contrast. So she says this would be my third MRI with contrast in the past four years. No, no. Maybe, maybe then, you know, it's kind of like balancing the risks. I would say uh, avoid, um, you know, I think a little bit of gadolinium from, for, if it's necessary. Yeah. Uh, it's just sometimes hard for the body to eliminate it, especially if you have mm-hmm. really poor kidney function. Gadolinium is sure. contraindicated because it's not well eliminated from the yeah. body. And I'm yeah. a little concerned with like multiple, multiple gadolinium scans, unless they're really necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're typically used for looking at the brain if you have MS. Sure. Or, you know, when you need contrast with MRIs. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's yeah. a little bit of radiation associated with the mammogram, but my goodness, um, maybe it's more benign than all that injecting gadolinium. Exactly. And uh, she's asking... Caroline's asking, can you discuss your views on breast cancer screening and please include any supplements? Well, if had, such she's exists. Had breast cancer? Yeah. She's well, she's sure. a survivor. Okay, so twelve year survivor of When you've of had stage breast cancer, one. it's necessary to have one. more screening. It is, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but this is different from like take a woman who reaches the age of forty and she starts getting annual mammograms. Right. And everything is fine, 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 year in and year out. There's actually some controversy on the utility of that kind of screening because it does pick up more breast cancer, but in the end, it may not prolong life. Right. And it may, uh, you know, then all that radiation exposure may slightly, to the breasts, which is sensitive tissue, could slightly increase your risk of getting breast cancer. Yeah, especially after... uh, 25 years it, of mammograms. It's really controversial. Yeah, it, uh, is. it is. And it's a scary thing because <clears throat> breast cancer detected early can be effectively treated and if not caught, you know, then it can yeah. be dangerous. Caroline is wondering, are there any supplements that would remove the contrast aside from doing actual chelation I wish in a doctor's say, office? But chelation, even with EDTA, is not that good for gadolinium. There's some special compounds that seem to wow. be okay for gadolinium, but they're really, uh, you know, very... Not in common usage. Yeah. And gadolinium is not that easily removed by EDTA chelation, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I think it is somewhat removed, but, um, you know, I used to be really an expert on EDTA chelation. I haven't mm-hmm. kept up with the literature on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I, you know, I think that it might help a little bit. Yeah. But typically, EDTA chelation is good for lead, cadmium. And a little bit to a lesser extent, mercury and gadolinium is a different metal. What would you say about taking glutathione or N-acetylcysteine? Or these may help the body's yeah. detoxification pathways. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boosting your vitamin D may help. That also helps mm-hmm. to boost your detox pathways. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's yeah, it's it would be speculative. Her, yeah. her her third MRI in four years. Well, the, it, that, it seems like concern. there's an alternative to that type of study for her. Yeah. Uh, so 
you know, just get less gadolinium into you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, interestingly, she'd ruled out thermography because one or two months prior to her diagnosis of breast cancer, she was told that according to thermography, yeah. she was fine. Thermography is unreliable, in my opinion. Yeah. It's being touted as a sort of a non-radiation alternative. And I, I just don't think that the standards are as well established with thermography. Yeah. There's something there, but it's just not as... I mean, look, <clears throat> let's face it, the detection tools for breast cancer are poor. And we need better detection tools. And I think it's going to come in the form of some proteomic blood test where they look at a lot of different metabolic uh, yeah. uh, factors that, you know, like they do have now a, um, uh, what is called the gallery test, which is from a company called Grail, uh, which recently had a little bit of antitrust trouble because they were going to merge with the competitive company. Mm-hmm. And they are blocking the merger on the, and there was actually an article in the Wall Street Journal about this. Um, about how uh, they would corner the market on these uh, non-invasive cancer tests, blood tests for cancer. The problem with these tests is that 99% of the time when they tell you you don't have cancer, Mm -hmm. that you can rely on that. But uh, when when the test is positive, 30% of the time they can't find the cancer. Oh, boy. Which means it's either false positive or the cancer is too tiny to be detected. Yes. And that's disconcerting. It and is so disconcerting. If somebody said to me, hey, we'll give you a free one of those tests. Don't you want to know if you have cancer? I go, no. Not I at don't. this point. Not no. at this point. Especially because if it's something microscopic that your body would normally just that eradicate on its own. Which which can happen biologically. Yes. yes. And that's and then the other thing is uh, the false positives. You know, they yeah. send you into a tizzy like, oh my god, I've got cancer. You know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars worth of tests and mm-hmm. you know and and, and the invasive procedures and invasive procedures and then waiting you know two weeks for the results while you know potentially poisonous procedures. Right. With yeah. Uh, do you, do you really want to court that? Yeah. Now, however, for, you know, as an investment opportunity, maybe that's a good place to go yeah. for the future. Yes. But it ain't ready for time, prime time. Yeah. Yeah. But it, the, we need better ways of diagnosing breast cancer because yeah. we diagnose so many things in the breast that worry women and turn out not to be cancer or that there are early cancers that would not have killed you. And or we find the cancer that we can't treat anyway because it's so advanced Mm. uh, of a kind that's so aggressive that you know people ultimately succumb to it. So you know it's the the detection is uh, getting better and better, but it's still not perfect. Yeah, yeah. Caroline, thank you for your very thoughtful question. And that's all all the time we have for today. Okay. So we went through a lot of issues. We have a few more. Mm-hmm. questions in the mailbag, but we invite you to send your questions to questions at drhoffman.net. Yep. And remember our Save Our Supplements campaign. Go to drhoffman.com slash A-N-H to learn how you can take action and to donate because things are hot and heavy on Capitol Hill as they attempt to yeah. rein in our access to supplements uh, with a mandatory product labeling bill that is da- excuse me, dangerously close to passing. Mm, yes. So we have to be on the watch for that. Your voice does make a difference, so do go to AllianceForNaturalHealth.org, A-N-H. A-N-H-USA.org. Or go to DearHoffman.com yeah. slash A-N-H. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Layla. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, 
And this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mudin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.